0: The Spanish Announce Table.
1: It is the Spanish Announce Table, as you just heard. I'm Tim. That is Tom. I always forget Man, I always forget. The camera's flipped. I got to point the other way. Oh, if you're listening to the podcast, you're wondering about a camera? We do this show live. Live MFers right here on the YouTube Thursday nights. Precisely exactly 718. 8, 718 every week. Right on the dot. How's that One right?
2: true time zone. Yes, right here. Yeah uh in arrowhead time we are going to be talking long about aew time. yes uh but tim we have some news you want to tell everyone the news we do have some news
1: this one will be interesting to see um how our long term fans like this one we have discussed Look who's in the chat. It- We're gonna talk about this guy coming up in a moment.
2: Should we just do that oh, first? Yeah. Let's do that first. Yeah, let's do that first.
1: Mister hey. Fourth Row is in the chat, giving us some claps yes. or a wave so, or something. I don't know what that is. That Mister
2: Fourth Row, and here I want to also give a little bit of a PSA. You too could be like Mister Fourth Row and send us things. But he sent us you could send us stuff. <laughs> yeah, he sent us some great T-shirts. RMP Radio, Rocky Mountain Pro. Radio for those who don't know, uh, you can check it out on Apple, all the places you get a podcast, right? Um, yeah, Flugel gave us, yep, all, you know, whatever gave you gave us, a, right? Gave us a shirt, which I got to meet up with Tim this weekend, which we will be, be doing. Uh, get you your shirt, and then he also got us these Shocktober Rocky Mountain Pro like pumpkin things. And the cool thing about this, especially for me, uh, Rocky Mountain Pro Heavyweight Championship, so now. You know, if I wanted to, I could have MJF not only be your AW nope, champion, yeah. but your Rocky Mountain Pro heavyweight champion, huh? How about that? So, Well, uh, oh, you can get some really
1: title easy. versus title matches going on
2: over there. I uh, know. I tell you what. Um, if you don't know about Rocky Mountain Pro, really great organization, re- really great pro wrestling over there. A lot of big names have been over there. Some friends of the show like Sharkbait, Regal Twins, uh, Dak Draper. Um, the Howlits have also been there they've had rocky romero as well uh so really great wrestling mr fourth row informs your ass about that so check him out again rpm radio rocky mountain no, rmp rmp, RMP. 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 right R, 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 yeah rmp radio yep. check it out Nailed wherever it. you get a podcast mr fourth row for your ass giving you that hot news that out one... of Colorado
1: was so unbeknownst to me like i just
2: you call me one day and you're like oh by the way i got some gifts yeah he reached out he was like he reached out he's like hey uh, what size shirts you are i'm like mm. so mr Forthrow, just fly for you uh after we break this news as uh things unfold you may also be getting a gift maybe so uh, we may be reaching out to you sooner rather than later but that is all to tell you that we have no to
1: meet Mr. Forthrow. I feel like he's one of our longest reigning like listeners, contributors. We should go out
2: to Colorado. We should go out to Rocky Mountain Pro. Have we met for, didn't we like run into him at some point somewhere? Or am I just misremembering that brother? I don't know who I talked to. There's things at work when people are like, Hey, don't you know that Michael has to sign off on that? And I'm like, who the fuck is Michael? They're like, how long have you been here? I'm like five years. And they're like, you don't know who Michael is right for like, the
1: life nope. of me. I'm trying to rack my brain and man, in all the travels I've met so many people from this show and several other shows. I can't, man. It would have had to been a wrestling event. Cause I don't know when else. Right? Mr. Forthrow, I have we met you?
2: Them. Now look, again, if we did, I've got mashed potatoes for brains, so you can't really blame me. Um, but, so yeah. Uh... <laughs> let's get to the news. Let's get to our let's news. Let's get to the, the news. news. Jeffrey Sills is in the chat. He says, what's up, boys? The episode
1: was good, but Kenny and Jericho promo was cringy. We're going to talk about that as we talk about AEW Dynamite. Yes. Uh, we've got a lot to say about that, but we do have some news about the Spanish announce table and the new year coming. Of course, you know, as tradition, we're going to come up with a, uh, coming up here in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have probably a Christmas episode, I would assume, some sort of Dear Santa episode. We might have a year-end review, awards, etc., like we always do right here on the mm-hmm. Spanish announce table. But I think we might be turning over a new leaf, uh, Tom. Maybe even a, a change of brewing. And we're going to go through a rebrand. I think this is... Um, there's some time uh, that we thought about this and put into this and um, we're going to change up the name presentation a little bit. um, But we need you all stick with us, right? I think you're going to enjoy it, but I think we're just going to be hitting a little more. I don't know the best way to put this, right? We're going to, we're going to dial in a little more, right?
2: Yeah. We're going to be more focused in on what we want to talk about. Now, again, uh, when we do this unveiling, which will be happening in two weeks or so, um you'll kind of get a little bit more information about that but we want to focus in on specifically what we want to talk about and that comes with the name which will focus in on the subject uh and also it's just a good refresh it's a good time to you know start new uh get a little bit different audience get a little bit different reach uh and like we said be more specific and focused in on what we want to talk about now as always we will always talk about what you want to talk about. So later on in the show, Ash sent us a clip. I haven't heard it. Whatever that is about, we will answer it. So with that being said, most of you know by now that we're not the biggest WWE fans. So if you do want to know who we think will win the Royal Rumble, for example, we'll answer it. However, it most likely won't be an informed answer, you know, because uh, we're only seeing things that come across our social media. Uh, so got a lot of great stuff, uh, coming your way the rebrand. I'm very excited about, uh, we're going to have new social media handles and all of that stuff. So, uh, we will either be reaching out directly to you to make sure that you're on with us. Uh, and as always, when we do that, tell a friend. Apostrophe S. Yeah, tell a friend. And, you know, this isn't necessarily to be the death of the Spanish
1: announce table. Of course, we'll still have, you know, things peppered out to make you know what it is. And, of course, it's still us. The show ain't really changing up a whole lot. We're just going uh, to try to hit our target audience a little better, yeah?
2: Yes, definitely. I think yeah. that's going to be the intended focus is to reach out to people specifically who are interested in what we're interested in. As always, pro wrestling is big enough that if you like things that we don't, that is totally fine. However, we want to talk about things we want to talk about. And we want to talk about those things who like the things we like. And so with that, uh, again, I think the rebrand is going to be exciting. I think it's going to be fun. Um, It's going to be easier for you to tell your friends what we are. That's another exciting thing because let's be honest, the Spanish announce table 11 years ago was a little bit more of a known reference. As time is going on, less and less people know what that means. And so with the rebrand, I think uh, you'll be able to tell your friends a little bit more about who we are. And like Tim said, we are not going anywhere we're not going to switch it up i'm still going to rant i'm still negative i still have a tumor i still get angry so you're going to get all that fun um when the rebrand happens and uh yeah like we said new social medias uh handles and all that stuff will be coming soon so we'll be on the lookout for that and with that being said tim let's get into as i mentioned ash's call huh yeah,
1: so, and for the time being, you can still send us stuff to tableshow at gmail.com mm-hmm. if you want to send us a an audio clip, you want to send us a video clip, you want to send us an email, send us that stuff, and we'll talk about it here on the show, and we're going to get into, it uh, seems like every week, gosh, Jeffrey Todd's in the chat now, we got so many friends right now, I feel loved. Let's get into Ash Hendrick's call.
0: What's up, gentlemen? It's Ash. Uh, got another question for you. I got a day off from work, which is great, so I like that. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm literally watching Dynamite right now. Jay Lethal is uh, and Russia just just started ra- uh, rapping wrestling, uh, but I've got a few questions for you. Oh, first though, T Mac, we got some we got some MMA talk. We're gonna go in there. I've got um, I've got Leon, I've got Pantoja. I've got Paddy, I've got Shavka, and I had Ian Gary, but um, he's off the card now, and Luke Hayne got a replacement. But I had Ian Gary going into that. Uh what uh, my question for you then, number one is who are you who do you think is gonna win? And also, I need your opinions on this whole Ian Gary situation because what you know what I mean? Like this whole few weeks, these last few weeks have been crazy. I just wanna see what I wanna know what you have uh to say about that. Uh right. Now my question wrestling wise for both of you man is um Like what are your biggest pet peeves in wrestling? I think I might have Actually this, guy, actually this before, but I just want to get another opinion. You, you know what it is, man? You know what I can't stand? It's when people do the two counts and it's like they did the, they do the false finish and then they and then the wrestler sits there with their mouth wide open like, oh my God, it didn't work. This move that never works didn't work again. Oh shit. Like, you know what I mean? Hate that shit so much. And um, fake injury angles. Can't stand them. Can't stand them either. I feel like we've seen a lot of those recently as well. Uh, not a fan, so yeah yeah that's basically it uh um yeah okay that's everything um have a good show boys um if someone can get me one of you guys can find that's a plane ticket for me so i can come over there and start pe- stealing people's shoes that'd be great and uh yeah just have a good week and have a good show peace yeah I
2: like um it. all right let me start uh, with you the MMA. Money, right he- yeah i'll use you yeah, right there. Got got yeah. Look, look at this look look how much money i got look if you're looking at that look yeah. at that i got i got uh, ten thousand dollars right here right there huh how about that'll that? get him hey. to the, that'll get him over here that's an easy that's I a first class i mean look yeah. at real money Look at ten thousand yeah. dollars everyone yeah. carries money in a yellow bag that has it yeah. marked ten thousand dollars first right? class is fine he doesn't need a private flight right like we don't easy, need to call Easy. okay yeah um all right let me get through the ufc mma talk real quick uh, I got Leon. I think Colby Covington sucks. I don't think he's beat anyone in the top 15 in six years. Um, I think Leon uh, will get pressured, but then his technique will overcome the pressure from Colby and Leon will win. But again, anything could happen, right? Uh, I think the upset will be in the co-main event. I've got Brandon Rovell. I think he's really good. Pantoja's is awesome. I just have a feeling it has nothing. I have no facts or anything to back it up. I just have this feeling that Brandon Rovell, he has something. And I think he's going to do it. Uh, Wonder Man, he calls himself Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, but now he's 40. So I call him Wonder Man. Uh, he's going to lose, unfortunately. <laughs> love him. Love him. Love him. But uh, Shavkat is undefeated. He ain't losing. He ain't losing a round. Probably it'd be cool if Wonder Man won, but I'm uh, not going to happen. Uh, I got Patty as well, although Tony Ferguson's weird, and that mobile can always get you a fun shot to the face. Um, uh, David Goggins, the ultra marathon runner, is cornering t- Tony Ferguson. He's never been in a fight that I know of, so that's an interesting tactic, but we'll see how that works out. Uh, and then I hope to God Josh Emmett ends Bryce Mitchell, not kills him, but ends him. Like I hate Bryce Mitchell. I don't like this motherfucker at all. Him and Colby Covington, one A, one B, as far as just biggest assholes in the sport. So I'm really hoping Josh Emmett just puts one on his chin and sends him sends him to the fucking you know shadow realm. Uh, so that is my uh, picks again. I got my upset. My upset would be Brandon Rovell. So we'll see.
1: I'm gonna surprise you with this one, Tom. I've got a lot of opinions on all of these things. Uh, however, I, I agree with all of you, all of the ones you said.
2: Well, as I should. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. You actually have been you. I know you don't watch him in May, but you are aware of Colby right. Covington. You may not realize it, though. He's yeah. the motherfucker that goes out and hangs out with Trump and all that shit.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I know the he name. Yeah, the and we've talked about him because of it. And not, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. He is you
2: know. a cocksucker. So, yeah, yeah. Uh And it's fake. Capital here's the reason why. Fun over there <laughs> Yeah. And here's the thing. Here two reasons why I, I really hate him. One, his gimmick sucks. And two, he can't do the shitty gimmick. So that's like the shitty part about it is it's a piece of shit gimmick. And then he sucks at doing it. So it's just all bad all around. So fuck him. Yeah. That's what I have to say.
1: Now to get to Ash's wrestling thing, I think he did ask his pet peeves, but uh, mm-hmm. I, I've got ones that I know that like bother me right now. Um, and it's there's two ones that stick out. Uh, it's when we run it back, right? It's the, we just had an amazing title match and then tomorrow and then or, you know, whatever it is, Monday or Wednesday, whatever show you're watching, right? We get the next Mm -hmm. show and they go, we're not done here. And we fucking for the next three months, got to do the same goddamn shit. Now Mm -hmm. I'm happy to say, uh, in all elite wrestling, the show that we love, I feel like they do that less. Uh, yes, than some major competitors. Um, so, but that is a pet peeve of mine. I'm like, can we not do this again? Like, we did this, like, oh, I don't want to watch this again. Um, but I would say count out procedures right now. Tom, when was the last time you saw a match in and count out? Like, that was like any kind of realistic yeah. thing. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I just, what is the point of even this overdrawn? seven the count to 10 takes 45 fucking seconds to begin with like can we yep. tighten this up or just not like it's not real like what's going on here
2: yeah uh all of the. i agree with all of those things the mm-hmm. rematch thing if you you know if one guy cheated and the guy says i want that back because he didn't beat me sure right um it it's in the story but and yeah but to <laughs> to ash's uh comment i wholeheartedly agree when it's like you know, your signature move, not the finisher. And you go for the three count and they kick out and you're like, (laughs) it's everyone knows you've never won with that move. Stop it. Even the young bucks. Like, so yeah. Okay. You guys do
1: super kicks, but like I've seen the super kick get kicked out of more times probably than I've seen it in the match. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, even though it's your finisher, even though it's like the final thing, you still do it more times than it doesn't in the match than you do it than it does. So why are you acting surprised that it didn't in the match? Is weird.
2: Yeah, that that would be up there as far as my top pet peeves. Now I will go jump over to WWE. The biggest pet peeve I have right now, and I think I mentioned it a few weeks ago, is the last man standing stipulation. It's not bury the motherfucker or tie their feet together yes. so that where they can't stand. That's not last man standing. So like I don't like I've that. I've got fucking, another one. Yeah. Go ahead.
1: I've got another one. I've said it recently is that um, how wrestling for a long time was uh, people's champion versus authority figure, right? Like evil Mm -hmm. authority figures trying to keep everybody's favorite down. And we ran that into nausea over and over and over mm-hmm. and over and over again. Um, I will give some props to WWE for this. I feel like they're doing the authority figure better now. They're a corporate yeah. entity. Adam Pearce and and um, Adam Pierce. Uh, fuck, and what's the other guy's name? All of a sudden, the mm-hmm. um, British guy, Magnus. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, uh,
0: no, uh, he wasn't they Magnus do it right. Too.
1: They're they're they feel like an actual head of talent relations coming in and being like, "What's what's the fucking problem?" You know, or a general manager, and somebody being like this, this, and they go, okay, well, you got fucking figure. It. Like, you know what I mean? They're not; they don't have a vendetta. They're not controlling the show out to do things. They're a literal decision maker, right? And I Nick like
2: aldiss name. Nick aldiss. that's Nick Aldous,
1: yes, yes,
2: yep, um, yeah. um, yes. I would say Adam Pierce specifically because <laughs> Nick Aldous has been doing it not as long, but Adam Pierce is doing mm-hmm. a great job of like, hey, my hands are tied, so here's the decision, and then the what mostly you need. impartial. Yeah, yeah, it's been very good. Um, from the him. subtlety
1: with, with that I like with Adam Pierce is he's he's mostly impartial, always tries to come impartial, but he still has a human response to dickheads. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Where he's like, mm, yep. "Sucks, my hands are tied." You fucking, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. made your own fucking bed, dumbass. So that's a nice touch. I'll give him that. I'll give him that.
2: That's yeah, okay. but yeah, I would say to, to wrap it up, my top two would be the move you've always done, and you go for a pin and you're shocked that mm-hmm. it didn't work. Which, on the flip side, yep. would be. The 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 maybe the um critique or maybe what we can work on is have it in some matches. You know what I mean? Like have Sami yep. Zayn's blue thunderbomb actually win the match, you know what I mean? Uh and then two would be the uh, last man standing is meant to yeah. like incapacitate you, not well, I'm, I'm buried yeah. behind
1: the announcer's
2: desk. That's if I picked dumb.
1: one, I'm picking my count out. Like, let's tighten this up. Let's actually get some people counted out. Let's, first of all, not make it take 45 seconds, right?
2: Mm-hmm. If
1: we want to f- highlight some people fighting on the outside, then it's got to be a 20-second thing, or it causes a count out, which leads us to the next week or something. Like, let's actually do something to where it's just, it feels like we're wasting everybody's time. So, well, what was, was it? Wasting, wasting our time our... was Ash Hendricks' call,
2: right? <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Yes. And yeah. you can leave yeah. a voicemail on the table show voicemail, whatever. And we're gonna rebrand that in the new year as well. Uh, and as Tim said, for the time being, send an email, a video clip, a voicemail to tableshow show at gmail.com. We will review it and put it on the show and talk about it. And again, all topics are open. Uh, as you just heard, we talked a little UFC. Um, so, yeah, with that being said, let's get into last night's AEW. How about that, huh?
1: Yeah, I'm excited about this. Um, I feel like we had a mostly good show. There's some stuff that we'll talk about.
2: Well, it <laughs> kicked off. And,
1: well, Go uh, we're going to invite the folks in the chat, too, as always. Remember, uh, oh,
2: join in the conversation.
1: Open, yeah. If you're listening back later on the podcast, you're missing out by not joining in on the conversation. All right, Tom, let's talk about some AEW Dynamite. It kicked off.
2: With Samoa Joe. And it's interesting to see Samoa Joe walk out because he's in such a unique spot because technically he's a heel, right? Technically, he's mm-hmm. going after our yeah. baby face champion, MJF. However, he's the coolest motherfucker we got going yeah. no right now. It feels that way. You yeah, know, we swerves all up there like as well. Samoa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Samoa Joe, that yeah. legend status ass kicker. When he walks out, you just have to respect it. And he comes out. And he talks about how last week uh, MJF got jumped. And when he got to the scene of the crime, it smelled like Stetson and and whiskey, I think is what he said. Stetson disappointment. Stetson and disappointment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he said, I've smelled which, this before. <laughs> yeah. Which is alluding to Hangman Adam Page. And Hangman says, hey, brother, you say my name. I'm going to dance. And he walks out and he goes, you accusing me? Just say it. And he goes, so Joe." then responds with, oh, no, no, no. I wasn't accusing. I was telling you that yeah, I'm like going to take a- Yeah. He said, I'm not so that- out
1: here as an investigator. I'm out here as yeah. an
2: executioner. What's up?
1: There it yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Got <laughs> great line. Great line. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so they come face to face, nose to nose. And right before we get down to the throwdown, here comes the kingdom and Roger strong. And again, this is where about- Samoa works when you're yes. interrupting from afar. Well, right. yes. However, with, And this is just a critique. When he goes Samoa, but then he goes Joe, and Joe, uh, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, just do Samoa Joe. Yeah, yeah, Samoa Joe. You know something. But anyhow, he and hey, look, it's annoying. He's annoying, so maybe that's on purpose, right? It it gets us talking. It's a it's a tad bit of a corny thing to do, but hey, neck strong, neck the halls. By the way, for all those who celebrate, Um, and they come out. So it's Roger Strong and the Kingdom, and he goes. He goes, by the way, guys, guys, we all know it's MJF. Look, Jay White challenges him. Jay White gets yep. beat up. The acclaimed uh, lose a match that he's in. The acclaimed get beat mm-hmm. up. Get and beat then up. he says, no one actually saw MJF get jumped. So Facts. how do you know it wasn't just him? Oh, Facts. Right?
1: Facts. And that was my mm. thought when I saw MJF laying there. I was like, mm, we didn't see him get attacked.
2: We did not see him get attacked. Mm. Um, and so he's insisting that it's MJF this entire time. And again, Hangman's like, I'm not trying to play your game of Clue. I don't give a shit, really. So stop saying my name.
1: Like, I don't fucking care. Yeah, he was. Yeah, like, I don't, I don't care. You guys is fucking drunk. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't care
2: about this. Like,
1: why would uh, I yeah. give a fuck about this?
2: Yeah, because honestly, that's. Look, MJF accusing Hangman is fine because MJF is paranoid and he thinks maybe everyone's doing it, right? Um, But let's not forget, Hangman is, what, three weeks removed from Swerve Strickland breaking into his house and standing over his child's crib. He don't give a fuck right now about the world title. You know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. yeah, it was a good, logical fuck-off from Hangman. But what that led into was our first match of the night. Uh, We get Hangman Adam Page versus Roderick Strong, and man, these guys did a lot of living, as I like to say. Uh, what do you think of this opening match? And if you want to, what do you think about that opening promo?
1: Yeah, I um the <laughs> the promo I liked a lot. You know, the the back and forth. I like again, I like this intersection that we're doing here of everybody. Right, everybody's mm-hmm. kind of tense, fighting amongst each other. It's not just you know these paths never shall cross. Right. I, I like a lot of that. I like Hangman just basically being like. Fucking bring it then. What do you want? You know what I mean? Like, I like that he's, I like that we get depressed, sad hangman sometimes, anxiety hangman, but he's never, like, scared, right? He's not a puss. He's not backing off from nothing. He's ready to fight. So I like that. I, this is somewhat a pet peeve of mine. Sure, okay, Roddy Strong was in a match with hangman right now but they just so happen to also be arguing about something unrelated at the same time. And now they just have here. So we can just ring the bell right away. Right. Cause like a referee gets in there before they ever told
2: us that these two are supposed to have a match right now. That little, that little detail bothered me. Uh, I understand that criticism. Um, I will say what AEW did ahead of time though, was they did tell us this match was going to happen to your point though. Wow. True. Isn't that, isn't that convenient They're They're all standing there together. Yeah. One thing that, a wwe trope would be is well then let's just get a referee out here and it's like okay hold on so did we not have anything who was supposed
1: to wrestle right yeah who
2: was supposed to be in this spot who got booked yeah yeah did they get their match
1: bonus what happens here
2: yeah exactly so but
1: do that in fact do that then somebody could be like you fucking bought my match i needed that goddamn cash dog i'm coming for you now you know i mean you owe me
2: a match i would love that i would love that. Uh, with this match, though, they go back and forth. One thing, though, I, I will say that was fun is remembering the history. Uh, I like how AEW does that because they have Ring of Honor, which so many of these people come from, uh, so they'll reference it. But one of the things that Roderick Strong said as he was walking down, he like, hey, hangman, remember you were my young boy, which was one of the things. And so I like that reference of, like, we have history. Yep. You're, you're a bitch. Yeah, he he's like, I coffee. forgot. Or somebody's yeah. like, I'll always
1: remember or something. Like that. Yeah, yeah, something like that.
2: Yeah, so it was good. <laughs> So going to this match, though, we had a lot of fun spots. The damn Roderick Strong drop your back on the top turnbuckle when they're standing. Fuck that, man. That shit hurts. Um, But then Hangman doing the dive and all that stuff. We had a lot of fun here. Uh, Hangman gets the victory with the dead eye, which it didn't hit. Which, look, I'm not wanting him to because a couple weeks ago, Roderick Strong fell on his neck. So let's not really, you know, do that again. Uh, But he wins with the dead eye. And that was our opener. And so
1: we move on. I kind of wish – you know what really threw me for a loop like when I was complaining earlier about like, oh, this is a match now? is because I really – like during the promo when Hangman walloped and hit Roddy Strong, like Mm – Hit him in the neck. He should have been, like, re-paralyzed. And they should have, like, all, like, been in a panic and medics out there and, like, helping him out and everything. But whatever. You know, we got this. (laughs) This was fine. Match was good. Again, look, we've always said before, you know, we don't necessarily think this now. We used to call Roddy the Strong the man that Charisma forgot. Because we were like, hey, man, you get him in the match, it's awesome. Right? But outside of it. But that's Mm -hmm. flipped now. Not even flipped. Like, he's come up on the other side giving us some good stuff here. But, yeah, so this match was fine. Um, Mm -hmm.
2: You know, I mean...
1: I don't think it moved much of the storyline, right? Just kind of well, kept us in where we were at.
2: Well, we were talking about the devil, so we'll put, we'll put a pin in it for now. But we will mm-hmm. revisit the devil as right. we get back uh, right. to the to the episode here. Uh, one thing that I was going to say though is that uh, that the man uh, charisma forgot. I think that's moved to Johnny Gargano. No. I think Johnny Gargano has like he's a great wrestler, but man, yeah fucking well, boring.
1: I call him Wardlow right now, but
2: <laughs> Well Wardlow at least yells. You know what I mean? Wardlow's at least if you if you've ever seen wrestling, you're like, well, who's that guy? Johnny Gargano's like that fucking math teacher who's trying to wrestle? Fucking, you know, the the janitor's trying to get in there? What the fuck? He's just Mr. The everyday. Youth guy. Camp Leader right here? Yeah. What's the what's the fucking uh, Band leader for the local church trying yeah. to do being wrestling.
1: This fucking this barista over here. What are we talking yeah.
2: about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why is Starbucks worker getting in the ring? Okay. Yeah. Anyhow, um, let's get back to the action here. We get a Continental Classic Blue League match, which I thought was interesting because I thought, again, I don't know rules. I don't know much, but I thought blue was a uh, collision, gold was diamond. Oh. League. But just, here's I, the blue. Man,
1: uh, I also. Why those colors? Did they ever tell us what those color significance was? <laughs> I don't know. I well, they did them. a
2: conference. I missed it. They did. As we yeah. get into the new year, I will double down on AEW stuff. Hint, hint, hint. But um they had a conference and they said it, but I didn't catch why. So uh, what we get in this match though, is the man who fucking owns the room when he walks in it. Brody King <laughs> taking on <clears throat> Andrade El Idolo and... Brody King makes his entrance. He's scary as shit. Andrade makes his entrance. You got fucking uh, CJ Perry wearing a condom as a dress or something. Fucking skin tight plastic. This ain't working, right? She's not working. Look, here's the thing. Can we have a quick side Can we say she's never
1: really worked all that well other than uh, well, early Lana?
2: When she was doing Russian Lana, that shit was awesome. That's what I right? mean. Early yeah. Lana. Like, yeah. Once we got past
1: Rusev day, nothing from her has been,
2: well, and this is even worse. And here's the thing that I'll say side quest. I get it. Wrestling guy fans, straight wrestling guy fans. She's easy on the eyes, right? I get it. Kind of like sky blue, easy on the eyes, but let's be a little bit better than that. Right? We don't just have to like them because they're attractive. She, she is someone in my opinion who needs, structure i think she works better in wwe because she had the scripted promo when she just says or when she's just told go out there and do it she's doesn't know where to look she's kind of saying something then she stops she doesn't know where to go she gets flustered she's awful like awful uh this ain't working with andrade andrade always needs a manager for some reason here's the other side quest I don't think Andrade's working. I just think he's
1: he is not working. And you know, I've heard enough people say like, "Oh, they're not, they're not booking him." I'm like, I've never seen anything when he was over there, when he was here, that has ever made yep. me think like, "This is the fucking dude. This is the guy I've got to show people about. I've got to talk like he's born." I think he's the man that charisma
2: forgot. Yeah, I mean, you have a strong argument. I wouldn't fight you on it if if we're handing that title out. I'm going to go Johnny Gargano, but if you told me Andrade, I wouldn't fight you on it. I just think, you know, this, the phrase that I like to use is all sizzle, no steak. He walks out and he does the mass thing. He looks the part, but yeah, then there's no story. He's never had a story.
1: Did you see the Alberto Del Rio?
2: Oh, people. yeah. Now, <laughs> okay. from Man. all accounts, Andrade is not a piece of shit like Alberto Del Rio. Correct.
1: Right. Yeah. yeah, but yeah. We're not saying the same. Arm. not trying to yeah. compare them in that way. It just it, right. it reminded but me of as, that kind of thing where everybody was like, this is the guy. And It was like, is
2: it? Is it? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So here we go, though. But we get this matchup and it's a good one because, again, Andrade can wrestle well. And Brody King <laughs> has the charisma, has the moves, oh, gets the crowd into it all i think he's the coolest part of house of black
1: he's a guy unequivocally that again if you show non-wrestling fan casual wrestling fan is a term we like to throw around that nobody really has ever defined Mm -hmm. um and you know anything right you show them and they go oh yeah okay this guy looks like he could murder a human being and -hmm. he looks like he actively desires to do just that
2: Yeah, I think the the moment that still comes to my mind with Brody King and me just be like, this dude's fucking awesome, is on the apron having Darby Allen in that (laughs) chokehold. Darby goes out and he just lets him fall. Like, right there, you're the fucking man. So that's what I'll say.
1: Yeah. However. Apex Predator, as they say.
2: Yeah. However, in this matchup, Andrade gets the win. So... Uh, he picks up the hammerlock DDT, gets the pin. And that means now, as of this match, I'll, I'll read you the standings because I wrote them down. The Blue League standings are as follows Andrade, nine points with two matches left. Brody King, six points with two matches left. Brian Danielson, who Andrade also beat on Saturday's Collision, six points, two matches left. Eddie Kingston, Three points, three matches left. Claudio, three points, two matches left. So he's on the bubble. And then unfortunately, uh, 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 Danny Garcia, Daniel Garcia, whatever you want to call him, zero points, three matches left. However, eliminated. Out. Yeah,
1: man. Ah.
2: So I I hope Andre doesn't
1: win again and isn't even in this finals because I just don't like this guy. Right. Well, so
2: whatever. Who who out of this are you picking to to lead the blue league in the finals? Who you got?
1: I feel like I feel like Eddie Kingston's in that match. Right? I feel like he's in that match. But is it Cesaro or is it Danielson? Is kind of where I'm at.
2: Uh, I I think Claudio's out. Maybe I think Claudio, Brody. Maybe Brody. But Brody would be the coolest. Brody would be the one yeah. that if you want to turn some heads and say Brody King won the whole fucking thing. People were like, Oh, cause the thing that I think you may run into that could hurt you is just going chalk, right? Is it just saying it's Danielson and Moxley and the winner is, you know, Moxley, yeah. Oh, whatever. I thought you and meant like who's
1: getting to the blue league finals. Like who has the, because they do a face off, right? Yes.
2: Yeah, like, so yeah. yeah. But I asked you, who do you think gets out of the blue? The league? The like, who thing. do you think oh, is the, yeah. yeah. Who do you think wins the whole thing right now?
1: Gosh, uh yeah that's tough man because it's it's it and we'll talk about it later it feels like man you can pencil in moxley doesn't it and then uh so then yeah are we gonna do this oh we're pitting blackpool combat club against blackpool combat club i don't really want to do that for all of this other than it's just their pride right like of course we're on top of the mountain that would be boring mm-hmm. though so i'm gonna go with i feel like it's eddie i think we're gonna but man but then we'd be revisiting.
2: Uh, the Eddie versus Look. Blackpool Combat Club, you know, like I don't. Well, but Eddie versus specifically John Moxley is fun,
1: you know. It is fun, and yeah. we could tell. I mean, we could always tell that story, right? They're going to come in and out of hating and loving, and hating and loving the yeah. rest of life, you know, dysfunctional yeah. relationship, right? <sighs> yeah, I think
2: I would go yeah, Eddie, man. I, but I, I think... would,
1: I would put it all on Brody King, but you know,
2: yes, anyway. I would say the cool pick, the one that gets casuals and everyone talking would be Brody King comes out of the Blue League. But for the story and who the fuck he is, Eddie Kingston. Because one thing that uh, he said when he beat Claudio is he's like, I don't know who I got next. Who do I got next? Is it is it Andrade? Who at Brody King? He goes, I'm going to beat your ass. And you know what? Blame Brian Danielson. That's who you got to blame nice. for this ass whooping. It's you know, great. a thing about Eddie Kingston
1: doing it is maybe they already knew he was the one to win it all. And that's why they go, oh, the winner is going to be this triple crown champion now because it's just easy to, you know what I mean? He's just going to be earning the third accolade already, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so maybe, maybe it is Eddie Kingston. Maybe it's already
2: planned. Hope we'll, we will see. All right. So we go backstage. Let's get back on track here. This is an Eddie Kingston uh, podcast. The, if you talk, here's the thing. After the rebrand, currently, whatever, any time of the day, if you talk smack legitimately about Eddie Kingston, you can walk to the ocean, and then when you get there, keep walking. I never want to hear from you. Look, I accept all wrestling fans. Like I said, the wrestling world is big enough to where whatever you like is fine, whatever I like, but the thing you cannot do is disparage the name of Eddie Kingston. Don't fucking do it.
1: He's got King in his name. That
2: should le- That should let you know what's up. He's the Mad King, 730. That means he's insane. You want to talk shit on that guy? mm I've no. met him. He's unstable. I've met him. He's great.
1: He's great, dude. but you can tell you're like, dude, you don't fuck with this guy. You don't
2: fuck with him? Look, I, you think Swifties are fucking bad? Yeah. The Kingston's over here. There's, we'll fucking we'll slit your throat.
1: There's something in the small of the back. There's something in the hoodie. Probably something in the sock for you. You better watch out. What do out. we
2: call ourselves? What do we call ourselves? So they're Swifties for Taylor Swift. We call us the Kingstons? No, that doesn't sound... We got to come up with a cool name. You know? The Mad Kings? Something like that. But I'm the leader of this fucking thing. And if you talk shit on any Kingston, I'll rip your toenails off. Fucking do it. All right, let's get back or on track.
1: get Ash to steal your shoes.
2: Yeah, and then I'll rip your toenails off. That your feet are going to be out. fucked. Yep. Already flying them out. Got the money right here. Um. All right. So we go backstage and the Von Ericks are there. Okay. And yeah. Orange Cassidy. Yeah, we're plugging a movie.
1: Up, but, okay, yeah.
2: You know. <laughs> well, and it's Texas, right? It's the Von Ericks, Texas. Right. Perfect, you know, synergy there. Uh, the Von Ericks are there. Uh, and then Orange Cassidy, Danhausen, and Trent walk up. And Orange Cassidy says, hey, uh, you two Von Ericks. I got a match on Rampage. I need two guys. Uh, you want in? And Dan Housen's like, well, what about us? He goes, it's Texas. And Dan Housen goes, all right. And then yeah, they all put their hands in. And my favorite thing, one of my favorite things of the whole night was Dan Housen, because they say, all right, hands in. And he goes, giddy up on three.
1: Because <laughs> yeah. we're her horse, her like horse thing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you can tell that through her for a little too. She's like, you motherfucker, like, because that wasn't part <laughs> yeah. of the line. Yeah, yeah Um, so but you know, even after Orange Cassidy's it's Texas line, and they're like, oh, Okay, um, Trent still was like, Man, motherfucker, you know, like this ain't right, man. Like, you got you know, there was a little bit there with him still. We've had a little bit of this untouched little bit of resentment from Trent towards Chuck's way for a couple of years now. When is that ever gonna boil up and come to the
2: surface? I don't know. It would be interesting. I think so. Cause here's the interesting part right now. I believe for orange Cassidy is he's told the best story he could with the international championship. So I don't know what you do next. The only thing I think that could be interesting is a Trent story is Trent saying, Hey man, you're not really my friend. Are you, you're only caring about that title. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to take that title from you and orange Cassidy doing the like, what are you talking about? Whatever, but you're not taking this. And then they do a, a feud, but yeah. Because one thing I was thinking about is whoever wins this Continental Classic, whoever that winner is, I think we need to have a unification, title for title, and it turns into one with the international champion and the continental champion. Too many fucking belts, you know? Unless yeah, there's too many
1: things going on, especially since ROH things are fucking being defended here. I'm like, God, oh, we got too much going on.
2: Yeah, unless... You're just saying kind of like the Owen Hart classic where the continental classic is just the yearly winner. Here's my belt. I won this year, but I don't defend it. It's just like how the Owen Hart thing is. That's what bothered me. So they call this a triple crown, right?
1: And I don't know how that one over there works in Japan, right? The the most famous. G1 one. or whatever, yeah. But like you're talking about two titles that were being independently defended. And now this is a yearly tournament winner. But you call it the triple crown. D- does he defend the Triple Crown in its entity? Can somebody win the Triple Crown from him, or can they only win like the two titles? Like, how does that work? I need somebody to explain. Or just
2: it. one? Yeah, like, or yeah, it's it's a little. Can he convoluted. break apart the Triple Crown?
1: He will have won the Triple Crown, but can he? Like, does that mean he is the Triple Crown until he? Somebody beats him. If somebody beats him for one of the titles, do they get two? Do they get
2: three? Do they get any? Mm-hmm. Like, what is going on? I don't know. Yeah. Too much. It's too much. That's for sure. Um, So we shall see. All right, now let's get into what was earlier talked about. One of the more cringeworthy segments in Dynamite history. We have Chris Jericho and Kenny Omega walk out. And then Big Bill and Ricky Stark walk out. And we're just doing zingers for about six minutes too long. Here's the thing why I think it was bad. When you give talent who's over, Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks, Big Bill to a certain extent, right? And you just say, go out and have fun. You get this sometimes where it's interruptions over the microphone. Let's call you, uh, what was it, uh, uh Rick in the dick or something like that. And that's not over. Yeah. And then Big Billy Starks. And then
1: Calibra to jump in and be like, somebody's actually named Billy Starks. You know what I mean? (laughs) We'll be wrestling for this fucking week. Like, Jesus Christ. Yeah,
2: she's in the main event of (laughs) Ring of Honor's uh, pay-per-view this Friday night. Um, Yeah, it's just too much. And then Omega brings up the firm, and he calls it an angle. Yeah, they had no good lines when
1: they were doing all this weird shit later. Like, this was really bad. I want none of this. And, I mean, like, I look, even Ricky... Like was doing the best he could out there with that, right? But was just like this. I mean, this was bad. This was all bad say, all the
2: way around. I will say the one zinger that may have got to him was when I believe it was Kenny Omega or maybe it was Chris Jericho. I can't remember, when he was like, You're a better dressed, less charismatic Enzo. And I was like, Yeah, yeah. That's pretty yeah. good. Cause he then, you know, a like when he
1: was like, At least Enzo would hype him up. <laughs> yeah. exactly. Yeah, and I was like,
2: ooh, okay, that was good. That's a yeah. pretty good one. Um, but all of this is well, but then, like, he almost
1: called himself the Winnipeg Jets one time instead
2: of, yeah. But this all leads to at world's end a world champion or tag team world championship match. It will be Big Bill and Ricky Starks versus the Golden Jets of Kenny Omega, Chris Jericho. We will have our picks, uh, when that comes up, but I will say this it's going to be Ricky Starks and Big Bill because that's when. The Young Bucks come back and cost the Golden Jets the titles. There it is. Uh, Let's have fun. Hey, Tim, as we move on, it's not before the main event. It's at the top of the hour. We get Rio and Ruby Soho with the incomparable, timeless Tony Storm and Mariah May holding the title. And here's the thing I love. So first off, Tony Storm. A plus on commentary. Also, A plus to the production team because I put their feet to the fire a lot and deservingly so. However, this commitment to every time they show Tony Storm, it goes back to black and white. Old
1: timey. Yeah.
2: Is perfect. Is not not even black and white. They have the
1: old timey like pops and squiggles. Like they do go, they go over. Yeah. Uh
2: I can't remember a commitment to a bit like this. Cause typically when it's whatever it is gimmick, if they go out and interact with others, the others overtake it, right. It's then the black and white goes away and they're just on comment. but not right. with Tony storm. She is flawless right now.
1: Yeah. If, like it. everything's in color, cut the commentary. There's, you know, <laughs> her in black and white. If she's yeah. on the screen, everything's black and white.
2: I love it. As it soon
1: is. as she's not on the screen too, right? Like every, mm-hmm. like Luther can open the door Right, and everything's color, but as soon as Tony Storm steps out, we are black and white. Love it. I loved the when she was like, "I'm ready for my close up, Mister Khan," and then she's yeah.
2: just doing stupid faces. Love it. <laughs> she was great. The match was the match. Rio and Ruby Soho. Look, Ruby Soho sucks. I'm sorry. Uh, also, side quest. I got. I got a conspiracy theory uh, because my wife brought it up, and then it made me think. So Ruby Soho is named after. Uh, the song "Ruby," so destination. Oh, oh. Yep. Okay, so she came out originally to that song, "Destination." Oh, oh, oh. Ruby, Ruby, right? Well, now she doesn't, and she comes out to the Outcast hmm. song, right? Because it's her and uh, Soraya. Right. However, conspiracy theory. You want secret time conspiracy theory? I bet you the band. Who is best friends with CM Punk said you ain't using our song anymore AEW. Uh, I bet you that's what it is.
1: They're good friends with CM Punk. Ew. They,
2: oh yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Ew. Huh? You think Ew. it's that? Even though they gave her her, because I thought I thought they had given her special permission to use
2: it. Yeah, well, that's what I think. I think Rancid is the band. I think they are friends yeah. with Ruby So, but I think they're more friends with CM Punk, and because that relationship has dissolved yeah. D- i'm just saying yeah. next time she wrestles see are, if are she comes out to that song
1: people who like did a cool thing once and just keep living off of that same cool thing over and over and over again for the next 30 years our friends will see him punk that's crazy
2: that's look nice. rancid was a good band rancid was a good band that, okay yeah, but you yes. weren't CM punk was a good wrestler <laughs> no it wasn't that's the thing he never was oh he was he never, never was. A good, yeah, okay he, <laughs> he never right. was a good wrestler not even the yeah, once. Right. i meant not the promo the i was once.
1: saying the pipe bomb as they did the cool thing once yep there it yeah. is yeah that is
2: that's it so uh getting back on track it's here. his ruby soho right it's that is it's like, yeah a-
1: but remember that and i'm like okay but like there's other mm-hmm. yeah, the rest of the uh, discography sucks. Right, uh, okay.
2: Right. Rancid's okay. Just I like Rancid, but yes, I, I get what you're saying. But in this matchup, all right, let's get back on track. Rio versus right. Ruby Soho. uh I'm I'm trying my best. I'm trying my best here. I don't like Rio. I understand a lot of people do. Like I said, wrestling's big enough. If you like her awesome, but please don't make me like her. Yeah, cause I don't. Yeah. But again, nobody's told me why. Right.
1: And you don't have to, I don't, I'm not an explanation. If you like something that's that's that's, you know, I'm not too, I'm not too much hubris for that. But like, I, 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 yeah, like you're saying, don't expect me to fucking play along and get it because you haven't explained. You guys are just like, cause Rio doesn't do any cool move that, that nobody else is doing. Right. Like you said, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't do
2: anything unique only yeah, looks she doesn't, unique. doesn't do anything unique yeah she doesn't wrestle to her skill set or her body size and her look is mm-hmm. disturbing to me i don't like the hello kitty japanese culture so that's not for me um all i'm going to say is she better not beat timeless tony storm tony storm for champion for 2024 until something cooler happens the only one that again there's just Well, I just, there's no story
1: in that, right? There's no story that now Rio's the champion, like, no story is told, right? She doesn't speak, she doesn't do anything. If we're telling an underdog story with Rio, there's a story to be had or something, I guess, Mm -hmm. right? But, like, Mm -hmm. they're not doing that now. It's just Rio's back and ready to fight, and, like, they can't win a fucking title when that's the...
2: Yeah. Right? (laughs) I agree. I really think, and I've said it before, and maybe this will be my Christmas wish uh, when we get to that, Next week, maybe a week after. I don't know. When. Are we going to do that next week? Yeah, yeah we'll it it's coming week. up quick.
1: Coming up quick. Up. <laughs> Good
2: luck. Um, I think one of my Christmas wishes is going to be giving the women a dedicated show. Not to say that it's two hours of whatever. I'm just going to say one of the shows, Rampage, Collision, Dynamite, has two or more women's matches. Oh,
1: that would be amazing. Let's give. Yeah, what's the one hour shows? Ram, well, the Rampage, Rampage. collision are both
2: one hour. No, Collision's
1: two. Collisions too, yeah. Let's get mm-hmm. Rampage. That's what I'm saying.
2: I, I really think. I really think going to the show. Tony Khan, hire me. Side quest. This is how you need to do it. I understand. Sometimes we have on uh Dynamite. We'll announce a match for Rampage, right? Oh, me and you had a, a a promo battle. Well, let's wrestle at Rampage, right? And that happens. Stop that. Make it for Collision. Record or tape, however you want to say it, Rampage, before Dynamite, put the women there when the crowd's at their most hype. That will get them over quicker because everyone's excited to be at the wrestling show. Then do Dynamite. And then on the cliffhanger, we all leave happy because like we see at the end of this show, we left with the cliffhanger and we want to talk about it. Hire me, Tony. Love it. Great it um, awesome. Yes, 100%. Okay, after that, Rio gets the victory. Timeless Tony storm gets her close up. And then we go to a video of Wardlow who needs a haircut. That's all I'm going to say. He said, so, he says something about the devil and I don't know, Samson or something. I,
1: he's spiraling out of control, right? Like he's <laughs> Wardlow's a little out of his mind right now,
2: which little is cool. I, well, that's, that's yeah. okay. I can get into like a crazy <laughs> maniac, but like stop with mm-hmm. the vignettes. Chase him, right? Be in his locker room. Well, he's not yeah. there this week. You know what yeah. I mean? Do that kind of stuff. Yeah, just right? give us a
1: little more of lean into what we're saying, if that's the route we're going, is that he's slowly dwindling into this over-obsession and can't get over what happened to him in the past. Then I need to see it a little more than just like, I'm mm-hmm. angry at you, MJF. I'm coming for you. It's like, right? Hey, you said that three weeks run. Yeah,
2: I would, I would almost make it uh, how I would do this, again, if I had the pin side quest, is I would almost make it to where his obsession is costing him other things. So for example, Tony Khan, let's just say it's Tony Khan, goes, Wardlow, look, you've been a valuable member of AEW. I understand your frustration with MJF, but because of your victories by knockout, we want to give you a shot at the TNT champion, right? It's Christian Cage and you next week at collision, and he doesn't show up because he's still looking for MJF. So Christian cage celebrates a count out victory and he gets to, you know, smell my yeah, dick and all that missing. stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah. But Wardlow is missing out on all of these things because only thing he can focus is, is MJF and MJF is like, I'm not going to be around that fucking psycho. Yeah, and then, like, you know, Hey, we're going to give you a
1: TNT title match. he be like, I don't want that. I want MJF and be like, okay, but like, you can't have that now. TNT title match. And be like,
2: no, and be like, what? Yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean just be like okay right yeah. just be like oh, fucking weirdo or yeah or you could just be like hey uh you know we'll, we have an injury oh do this another missed opportunity for him hey we have an injury in the continental classic Roosh cannot make it he's actually out now he has six points you could still make it into the finals here's your opportunity and wardlow's like I don't want that. And he's like, it's a great opportunity. He's like, fine. But then he doesn't show up because he's in MJF's locker room or he got in his car and he left because he thought MJF's car left. And then he's fucked. He can even be
1: like getting ready to go in. And then like MJF walks by and he's like, motherfucker. Exactly. Like like, his
2: music. They're like, dude, fucking you gotta go. And it'd be like, yeah, "Yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. I got to find him." Yeah. And, and it's this like cat and mouse thing. That's what I would do. Okay um all right let's get back on track uh we get back into the continental classic gold league and it's roosh as mentioned uh taking on Jay lethal and here's the cool part about this i think and i'll get your thoughts on it uh roosh wins well no roosh wins with a rear naked choke the same way he lost to john moxley so i like that like that john yeah Mm -hmm. moxley i haven't forgot about that shit so what do you think about this kind of I'm going after Moxley because I want revenge, but I'm also Roosh and I want points. What? Do you, how do you feel yep. about that?
1: I I think this is where you can tell great stories in this kind of format with that exact thing there, right? I I have been very worried about like, okay, we've made a lot to do now, and we've sort of built up Roosh and Brody King, and I'm worried they're both just going to have nothing waiting on them afterwards, that uh, is, yeah. you know. And so like, we at least got a little bit here with this Roosh thing, and maybe we'll see that later, right? Maybe I I wouldn't mind. a a roosh moxley little mini feud for a while right Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. let's do that on the side um but it just like i don't man like i don't know what else they have for him like i i I know you could come up with a great idea
2: but i don't see that they're gonna have anything for roosh after this right like i don't know he has the group right he has lfi and i think we could Hmm. do something with the Hey, I am your, I failed, but I'm still your leader. And you could have some dissension of like, this guy couldn't even make it to the semis and I'm supposed to be following him. And you could have some dissension. And that's where one thing that I think wrestling should pull on, especially with groups is the Sopranos effect. I call it where did you ever watch the Sopranos Uh,
1: enough to know you, but like, yeah, it's that like positioning and backstabbing. And that's what I've said, like, you know, Like, yeah,
2: well, there's a part of the Sopranos and I I call it the Soprano effect. I don't know if it's even called that, but there's this little part in the Sopranos where uh, they're getting a little bit too cute too like comfortable. Mm -hmm. Right. The audience is like, well, they're so great. They're so nice. And oh, I know they're gangsters, but I mean, come on or a motherfucker. But then there's yeah. Then there's an episode where they have a reset and they fucking show like curb stops and shots to the back of the head. And they're like, we're not good people. Right. I think obviously you can't shoot people in the back of the head, but what I'm saying here is, okay. after this tournament, <laughs> Roosh is being questioned by his group of like, hey, we're kind of just hanging out and doing stuff, and Roosh makes an example out he of mob boss on him. Yes, he grabs someone, not even from the group, but like someone from the. Let's say it's Mark Briscoe, right? And goes making an example out of this motherfucker, and like damn near kills him, and everyone yeah. backs up and is like, oh okay, this is fucking Roush's yeah. group. You know what I mean? You know what, man? I'm
1: thinking Continental Classic, man. I'm expanding this field next year, and I'm running this longer. I kind of like it. Um, I like the storytelling we get. I like the, the series of matches, and I wouldn't mind if we had, like, two extra folks in each league on this thing. Run this round, well,
2: Robin. Yeah, round. or make another color, right? You have blue, you have gold, and you
1: have, I don't know, platinum. Let's get yeah. a four. Yeah, let's get four groups that meet into a four, like a four mm-hmm.
2: playoff system, right? Like Yeah, I, I wouldn't hate that at all. Yeah. Um, all right. So, as mentioned, Roosh gets the victory, rear naked choke. You can uh, get four groups with four winners. They do a round robin. Mm-hmm. I love it. Whatever. <laughs> um, then we keep moving on with the Continental Classic Gold League. We get Jay White and Mark Briscoe. A little bit more competitive from Mark Briscoe, but Jay White picks up the victory here. Um, and so, afterwards, we have Gold League standings before the main event. Mm-hmm. John Moxley, nine points, two matches remaining. Swerve, nine points, two matches remaining. Jay White, nine points, one re- match remaining. Roosh, six points, one match r- remaining. He has actually been eliminated. Mark Briscoe and Jay Lethal, both zero points. They have also been eliminated. So yeah. Roosh gets the rear naked choke, but because Jay White won, he gets eliminated. So how you feel about that? Fine. <laughs> All right. Well, as mentioned, I talked about Billy Starks uh, is a wrestler. Uh, She is in Ring of honor. She's going to be in the main event against Athena. And they do a video package here that also on Friday night, a match that is going to kick all of the ass, Tim. It's going to kick all of the ass. It is going to be the Blackpool Combat Club. Mm -hmm. Claudio, Moxley, Danielson taking on Mark Briscoe and FTR. In a ring of honor final battle to honor the memory of Jay Briscoe. As mentioned, year ago was the best dog collar tag team match of all time, Briscoe's versus FTR. Now we're gonna add the Blackpool Combat Club, FTR and Mark Briscoe, in his honor. They're going to murder each other. And then hug yeah. afterwards. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bloody hugs. Uh, after the show, for sure. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that. They are going to go all
2: out, right? Yeah, I'm on the fence about buying the pay-per-view just because it's Christmas time and fucking money can be tight a little bit. However, I look, I'm so happy that the women are main eventing. Ring of Honor is uh, giving a better platform to women's wrestling than AEW is, to be honest. Um, but this match might be worth the price of admission. Like Blackpool Combat Club, FTR, Mark Briscoe. It's going <laughs> to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. All right. Then we get to our main event. Here it is Continental Classic Gold League. John Moxley taking on Swerve Strickland and son of a bitch, Tim. Everyone was on their feet. I was standing up. The crowd was standing up. I think you were standing up. We were yep. into this shit before they even locked up. What did you think of this main event before we get to the winner?
1: Love it. I, you know, we had some build up for this from last week and Swerve's been on a hot streak um, and it, they delivered here. Swerve every bit in his zone right now looking fucking money, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of, the outcomes threw me for a loop. I didn't necessarily know for sure that I was like, oh, Swerve's going to win this, right? But like, I, like, I felt like, after he didn't, it felt weird,
2: right? But it was kind of cool that he really didn't lose. That's the thing is his shoulder right. was completely up. Now, you know, it is 2023. We are going into 2024. A lot of us are on our phone more than watching the television. However, sometimes I wish they had this on the TV uh, show, but Moxley did a, uh, a post-match promo after he won this match mm, with the yeah. roll-up. And mm-hmm. he goes, Swerve, I taught you a lesson only I could teach you. Yeah, was your shoulder up? hmm But I told you I would do anything to beat you. And I did. So you're going to have to live with that. And I love that because Moxley, Moxley is one of the greatest characters in pro wrestling and currently, obviously, in AEW because he's just a shapeshifter, right? hmm This match, look, John Moxley, I'll tell you my analogy in a little bit, but John Moxley was getting booed. For this match, he was kind of playing yeah, 100%. the heel, and Swerve was the baby, yeah. baby face.
1: John Moxley is that shapeshifter, whereas it's like it's not even a shapeshifter. John Moxley is being John Moxley at yeah. all times, whether you mm-hmm. like what he's doing or not. That's up to you, man. That's between you and your <laughs> therapist. Yeah, he is just doing what he does.
2: Yeah, <laughs> the thing that I was thinking about, trying to like equate what John Moxley is in AEW is, and follow me here. I I think he's chocolate ice cream. And what I mean by that is everyone always says vanilla ice cream is just the standard, right? Well, he's not that obviously he's a step above, right? Chocolate ice cream. Let's just all say we all love chocolate ice cream, right? So anytime you have chocolate ice cream, you're happy. you like it. It's great. But then you got people like Swerve Strickland and it's chocolate ice cream with Rocky road and sprinkles. And you're like, well, but I like that one a little bit more. And like, so you hate chocolate ice cream? No, 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 no. I still like chocolate ice cream, but I like all the other this extra is, stuff.
1: This is great. This is Tom's version of the tofu promo, but it's tofu was like, this is why you're bad. Cause tofu is yeah. only good with somebody else, but we're saying yeah. chocolate ice cream is great. But then you make chocolate ice cream and some
2: sprinkles. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then you, yeah. And then that's when you get these reactions where let's look we can say what we want, but when we were in Chicago, that was a pro CM punk crowd, right? So John yep. Moxley was being John Moxley, the chocolate ice cream, but in Chicago, it was chocolate ice cream versus chocolate ice cream with uh whipped cream and marshmallows and stuff. And you're like, well, but that's right. a little bit cooler. You know yeah. what I mean? And so, yeah, he's consistently. It was less
1: CM Punk than they like to think it was, oh, though. It was hundred percent yeah. yeah,
2: yeah, especially yeah. in our little crowd, that fucking guy that just like you're the worst. I was like, did he rape you? What are what is your problem with this guy? Jesus
1: he Christ! He did not stop. I know. ragging on CM Punk all night. All and night. i was just like, brother, I get it,
2: but like, <laughs> on the fuck, now. yeah. That no man, but nuts. we
1: all know now. Like, it's cool. Yeah. CM Punk heard you. He's that's why he came <laughs> out here. <Yeah.
2: laughs> So yeah, that's what I was just, that's how I feel. It's like John Moxley is always consistently awesome. But there's gonna be times when things bubble up and get added on to, and such as the case with Swerve Strickland, where you go, but I like this one a little bit more, but you don't mm-hmm. hate what John Moxley's doing. So that's how I feel about that. But yeah. as mentioned, John Moxley gets the victory. So here is what our totals are for the gold league at the end of the night. John Moxley, 12 points, one match remaining. Swerve Strickland, nine points, one match remaining. Jay White, nine points, one match remaining. So those two are on the bubble. And then, as mentioned, Roosh was six, Briscoe and Jay Lethal was zero. Those yeah, two in
1: the semifinals at this point. Yeah. Right? Like it's yeah,
2: it's going to be <laughs> he either could flat out swerve, purposely
1: lose the next match. And maybe he does, right? Maybe he's like, serve my energy, fucking walk out, count out. You know?
2: <laughs> so. Yeah. so you you think. Logically speaking, here that it's going to be Swerve advances, Moxley advances, and we run this one back, and that's maybe where Swerve gets his revenge.
1: And then we get Eddie Kingston versus Swerve
2: for the Triple Crown. Ooh, and Swerve might win that. That would be a fresh matchup. That would be super cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, and if, if Swerve, Swerve could have, may- like just the. Oh yeah. But if Swerve wins, I feel like they'll go Danielson. I think they'll say, which we've seen that, right? We saw that when we were in Kansas City yeah. or in Independence uh, watch, which was a great match.
1: Swerve Kingston, it could just start a rivalry, you know, like they could, those two could hate each other. Just like, you know what I mean? Fucking uh,
2: The two best whatever. people in the world. I love, I love Eddie Kingston. He's the best man. That'd be hard for me because I'd still want to do this.
1: I know, I know. But it's Eddie Kingston. We got
2: Hangman hanging around with his white horseman. We got too many. We got some awesome people right now. We got some awesome people. But Mm -hmm. the show Mm -hmm. is not over, Tim. As I mentioned, we're taking the pen out from the earlier portion of this show, the starting segment, where we go outside and the Devil's Henchmen, which I counted was four, Mm. attack Hangman. And they are beating him up. And they're beating him up. To his credit, Hangman's using his luggage to fight him off and punch him and kick him. But then four against one takes him out. Car drives up. The devil gets out. Nods. And then they choke slam him on the windshield, which makes you think, how are they getting home? They just ruined their own car. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not We got car. an Uber. We're
1: wearing these masks. Nobody's going to pick <laughs> us up like this. <laughs>
2: You know what I mean? How are you gonna cab? Hey, you fuck that
1: devil, man. Fucking, that God up. damn it. Now we gotta steal his car. <laughs> <laughs> That's
2: first See, thing he's got the keys
1: of. on him for a rental. Look for a rental keys in his pocket.
2: <laughs> but that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, you ruined your car. Why did you do that?
1: But the windshield, is that also a slight nod at Jack, Jack Perry? Perry. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. That's Real a- glass, Crimea River. Real, Yeah. Which you know, you want to get into all this stuff. The other news story that we don't need to talk about, but I mentioned to you off air was the uh, Seth Rollins, CM Punk uh, Hmm. promo and Seth Rollins told CM Punk to cry him a river, which was a good nod to what Jack Perry said. I like that little slight Adam.
1: Yeah. Uh, By the way,
2: that promo battle sucked because Seth Rollins just said everything hangman did and CM Punk was lost or either intimidated because he looked flustered. Man, you know how I feel about Seth Rollins. I
1: feel like Seth Rollins is really good at, like, his timing, his delivery, his, like, you know what I mean? He's into this, like, crazed character. Like, he gives everything he's got whenever he goes out there. But, boy, man, whatever they're writing for him just ain't it. Or he mm-hmm. just ain't that creative, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I—it's just like it, it's kind of like it was like, man, this guy pulls everything off right like you're supposed to. But it just, you know, I'm like, yeah, it feels like I don't know how the best to describe. You ever feel when somebody did, you're like, yeah, you did everything exactly well, how we expected you to do the job, but you didn't like wow me with anything.
2: <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it wasn't over the top. Like it just didn't move me, right? Like I don't. You know what I, I think, think it is. As I just mm. said, John Moxley's chocolate ice cream. Seth Rollins is vanilla. It's fine. But vanilla is a good base for other things. You it know what I mean?
1: way better when something else makes me care. Yeah, exactly.
2: Yes. And so Seth Rollins does everything good. He can wrestle a match better than 98% of the wrestlers in the world. He's tofu. Yeah. I mean, a little bit. Yeah, I, honestly, look, he
1: is similar to Jay White in, that, in that how I feel where I'm like, yeah, man, you look at him, you're like, all right, fit. Awesome. Do all the moves. He's got all mm-hmm. the words, right? Mm-hmm. He's got, he's got swagger. When he walks in the room, you're like, all right, who's that? But mm-hmm. like, it just still doesn't like, you're like you watch and you're like, I don't really care if you get beat up or not. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't care. Like, I don't know. I don't
2: know. One thing that's aggravating, and this is just uh, a general gripe that I have, and it's not specific to Seth Rollins. It's actually to also my favorite football player in the world right now, Travis Kelsey is... Mm-hmm. I don't like that you play dress up and you're like, I'm cool. This is what I wear. Right. But then we know we fucking know that you don't wear that shit when you're at home or when you're just doing stuff. Yeah. And that you didn't pick either. it out either. Like probably somebody yeah. else fucking. Like, right. Just like, so like, I, yeah. it's not a genuine look that you're doing. You're just doing dress right. up. And I don't like that, you know? Yeah. Like,
1: and, and in fact, it
2: makes me think,
1: you know, somebody's paying you to wear that or someone yeah. And it's just like, it's oh, your friend's line uh, or
2: like, something yeah. like that. And yeah. And you're like, I don't, I get it. You have a platform. You want to help a friend or whatever that You want to get paid, but like, don't tell me, that you're a fashionista when I see you do your podcast or when I see you do interviews and you're wearing a fucking yeah. hoodie. You're wearing no bucket
1: hat with a quilted fucking yeah. coat looking jacket. Right. Like it, yeah. you don't do that when we see on, on the Kelsey cast, right. Or whatever that or is. Or when yeah.
2: we see Seth Rollins do an interview for, you know, a wrestling show, He's like they're all just red in red
1: boots with weird sunglasses. Yeah. I yeah. Know. You're wearing yeah. now again gear. with that, at least it's a character. Right.
2: But yeah, so, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah, He's still no. saying Seth Rollins. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Stone Cold Steve Austin was doing interviews with Stone Cold Steve Austin, he was wearing Austin 316 shirts. You know what I mean?
1: It's true. And I get that's easier to wear. It was him, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
2: him, you know what I mean? So anyhow. well, All right, let's play this game, Tim, before we wrap up, because we like to do it until they tell us who it is. Tim, here it is. Who is the devil?
1: Right now I'm torn between two. I'll say my one B is MJF. My one A is Adam
2: Cole. Ooh, okay, okay. I am still sticking with the Jungle Man, Jack Perry. I'm still sticking with Jack Perry. I think that's who it is. Again, I think. You I can't think he have would most a-
1: benefit from it.
2: Well, my logic behind it, and I could be wrong, but my logic behind it is. You can't just have them walk out, right? You can't just be like next week, the return of Jack Perry, because they're going to chant CM Punk over his fucking music. He's going to try to say something about hook or whatever, and they're going to be like CM Punk. So you got to bring him in big to where hopefully, look, dickheads are going to be dickheads. Someone's still going to be like, CM Punk, but like the general crowd would be like, why did you cost MJF the title? You know what I mean? And so you got to do something big. You can't just say, Hey, remember the guy that got our biggest star fired? Well, here he is. Like, you can't do that. (laughs)
1: Oh, what a crazy turn of events wrestling has been this year, Tom. And we're going to talk more about it, you know, in the next coming weeks, like we said, right? We're going to have our Christmas. We're going to talk about our, you know, year-end show where we kind of recap and give out awards and whatnot. um, uh, Michael well, Carter says, "I love Adam for this. He's on the Adam Cole uh, train oh. too. It seems like they're in the chat. The- yeah. Um, so we'll talk more
2: about this crazy year. Bre斯顿, go ahead. You.
1: Well,
2: I was gonna say the thing that makes me think it can't be Adam Cole is because now maybe I'm falling for a gimmick, but I I think legitimately he had surgery on his on his ankle, so I don't know how he's walking. If that's how
1: quickly him. he's able to be back. Yeah. You know, know what I mean." So, oh, Justin so, Floor in
2: the chat. Today. Everybody's joining here. Yeah, uh, here. Jumping in late. The devil was pretty swole
1: last night. It really looked like MJF. MJF does the nod, right? Doesn't he normally do a nod? And then we got the the glass. So I think there was a, you know what I mean? There was a chance for you to think it was both, right?
2: Can I give you a theory that I love that I read and I think it's awesome? <laughs> it, it comes from uh, a, a book called The uh, Murder on the Orient Express. Have you ever read it? Mm-hmm. Uh, where well, yeah,
1: but it's been yeah. Okay.
2: So spoiler alert. It's also a movie too that Johnny Depp's in. Yeah, but spoiler alert. Yeah. Uh Johnny Depp gets killed, right? Let's just go with the movie. Johnny Depp's character gets killed. And it's a who done it, right? So we try to figure it out. And at the end, it was everyone. Everyone killed Johnny Depp. And so the theory could be. was the devil.
1: Somebody different each time.
2: (laughs) Yes. The devil is Wardlow. The devil is Jack Perry. The devil is Adam Cole. The devil is everyone who's been fucked over by MJF and we're getting to MJF. Wouldn't that be fucking crazy?
1: That would be neat. That would be neat, but we'd have to have a lot of like showing up to prove how we know it was all these folks at different times, right? Like we would have to have a massive investigation underway.
2: Yeah, uh, Mike you, Carter you can, says,
1: "What up, my guys?
2: What up, man? Thanks for joining. We're yeah. uh, just wrapping up. <laughs> but, just wrapping yeah. up.
1: Wrapping up. As a matter of fact, yeah. yeah. Well, um, let's also
2: hmm. uh, since for people who are joining right now, uh, I mm-hmm. will kind of recap what we talked about earlier. Um, the big news from us is that at the beginning of the year, we are going to be doing a rebrand. So more information coming. Uh, we will have new social media handles. So we will send that out to you directly. We'll also post it on our Substack, stack. Um, and so be on the lookout for that. Uh, more details on the way, but we're going to wrap up the Spanish announce table with our Christmas and year-end awards yeah. uh, and then start fresh in 2024 with the new and name. And with
1: re-brand, you're not going to see a whole lot of difference in the show. What we're saying, we're changing names, some graphics, but we're still doing what we do here. We're just trying to tighten it up a little
2: bit. We're getting more focused on what we want to talk about. And as I mentioned, um, if you want to talk about things that you want to talk about, we're always open to that. Ash at the beginning of the episode wanted some UFC picks. So we gave him that, right? Uh, So we are not going to say any topic is off limits. However, with the rebrand, We will be more focused on what we want to talk about and who we want to reach out to. So be on the lookout for all that fun stuff in 2024.
1: Yes. Exciting times with the big news coming. Um, Mike Carr says, I get it much love and support. And that's what we're here for, man. We like the love and support of everybody. I like seeing all these names in the chat. So we hope that continues, uh, especially with next week. This one was a little quicker. Just, you know, I mean, we've got some stuff going on. Uh, today well, we're going to be hey. a little more time than this but
2: hmm. yeah well actually next week we're going to do our christmas list so mm-hmm. uh yes. you guys that our join dear santas yeah our dear santas if you have some christmas wishes send them yes in. you can still send it into tableshow at gmail.com or join the chat and put your dear santas in there mm-hmm. what we typically do for anyone who doesn't know as we wrap up here uh we will do a three wish Tim and I bounce like a dear Santa, right? Yeah. Dear Santa. We'll have three wishes a piece. And like I said, you guys can join in or women all anyone is, a you know, uh, is welcome so here.
1: Years. One of my dear Santas was, I want a viable number two wrestling promotion. And like a did. number two, And then we got it. Remember, and then the very first year was like, I want a, a number three viable wrestling
2: promotion. you I number three <laughs> now. So he was like, yeah. I need a
1: third. Well, because again, for me, one is not an option. So I still feel like I only have one option now. I got my second yeah. option, and it made me realize that was the only one so far, and I need a second now.
2: Yep, And then at the end of the year We're going to do our year end awards We will give you those topics next week So also think about that kind of stuff So yeah we want to hear your
1: thoughts on all of these
2: Yeah but also we're not going Outside the box so kind of already Start getting up for your matches of the year Wrestlers of you know so A lot of fun stuff as we end the year And as mentioned at the beginning of the year A new era New me, new this, who that, What up
1: (laughs) Yeah New name, Uh, Hootis. It'll be fun. I think people will get it, they'll understand, and I think they'll enjoy it and we'll move along and we'll all be happy. We'll all be the same happy community that we've been. Um, I don't even know. I don't have a tagline to send us out this time. I'll just say stick with us uh, through the end of the year and, and let's all be friends and keep having fun right here on the Spanish Announce Table.
0: The Spanish Announce Table.